This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins, jam-packed podcast for today. Evan, everything's going to kind of be connected to each other, so let's just jump right in. So we're talking about the new Marvel movie, Eternals? Is that what I we're have going not with? seen that oh, yet. Oh, okay. So, I thought uh, that's what the big news was. No, that, that, that could be another podcast that we That wasn't the big do. news Tuesday night? No, that was oh, not the okay. big news Tuesday okay, night. We, just curious. We, we won't even get to that. Kind of going back to the games last weekend, um, Michigan State, People got upset with me because I, I did the instant reaction podcast and said, you know, this this was a program loss. This was a loss that it hurts you nationally. It hurts your perception because Michigan State lived up to a stereotype. You can't play a big game after beating Michigan. You put all your eggs in that basket and you come out and you look deflated the next game. Purdue wins 40 to 29. Aiden O'Connell looked like the love child of Tom Brady and Joe Montana. He threw for over five, five, like 539 yards. I mean, he was a former walk-on. Uncontested yards, He was a too. backup QB to start off the year. It was so easy. Uh, David Bell, the number one receiver in the Big Ten, was running wide open beyond the second. Like, how did you forget about him? State came in, and, and they had a lot of injuries. We didn't know that Coughlin was injured. We didn't know that Horse was injured. We didn't know a lot of people didn't make the trip. But this was a program game. This was a game that Mel Tucker needed to make a statement to say, hey, not only can we beat Michigan, but we can refocus ourselves and come back and win the next game. They didn't. They lived up to that stereotype. It hurts your brand nationally. We saw that on Tuesday of what – because I got phone calls last night of people saying – I now understand what you were trying to tell me on Saturday when you said it hurts your perception nationally. You saw what the college football playoff committee thinks of Michigan State. They think that, oh, you're cute, but you really don't belong at the big kid's table. So we're going to just keep kind of sliding your your table, your placemat a little further and further away from everything because we don't really trust you. <clears throat> when you got Barta, the the chairman of the committee, coming out saying, well, there was debate even after the Michigan-Michigan State game over which team was better. I, okay, I understand last, this, you know, this past weekend how there can be debate over which team was better. Michigan went out there. They did their thing. They beat Indiana. Uh, you know, I, I talked about that on the, for their instant reaction. They still are doing the same things that I think are going to get them beat again. The quarterback shuffle I think is unnecessary, and you kick way too many field goals when you get into the red zone. Good teams, if you are kicking three or more field goals, you're probably going to lose a game when you get in the red zone, especially when you play the good teams. But it was just the fact that even after the game, they were debating whether or not 
Michigan or Michigan State was better. And, you know, David Pollock last night on the broadcast was like, guys, how is this a debate? They just played each other 10 days ago. We're acting like this didn't happen. He like, was incensed. I haven't it, seen because it, somebody. It, because it, Evan, because it really didn't make sense. But it makes sense when you realize. Well, it makes C-E-N-T-S is what it makes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Michigan State brand. It's not respected. And it doesn't get respected when you go out and you lose games like that to an unranked Purdue. Now, Purdue is ranked right now, but that's irrelevant. They weren't ranked at the time. So that's, if you're Michigan State, you're constantly fighting perception and stereotypes, fair or unfair. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, damn near lost to a dead coach and a program that has players who've opted out in LSU. Alabama was like a 30-point favorite. They almost lost the game. They won by six. Mm-hmm. Nobody's upset about that because you can't touch an Alabama brand because, you're, well, Bama's won title, so who are we to question Alabama? Michigan State hasn't won title. Michigan State's still being punished because they got shut out by Alabama seven years ago. Yeah, and it's funny because you always hear coaches talk and everybody thinks it's cliche talk. They have scholarship players on the other team. And Purdue showed you that because a D1 quarterback, when you let him just sit back there and his wide receivers are open, he's going to hit him. Mm -hmm. He is going to hit him, whether it's first string or fourth string. There's a reason they're at these top programs, right? right? And that's what happened. Michigan State allowed, I mean, there was one play Charles Brantley thought he had help over the top, and, and David Bell is 15 yards behind him on like a third yeah. down, and I'm just watching. Even when Michigan State tied up that game, it wasn't like the Michigan game where you, you sensed, okay, that they got over what they needed to get over. They figured it out. It wasn't like that because Purdue got the ball, and they went right back down the field. Now, I mean, that kicker, 97, I forget his name. First off, when I see him out there lining up for the 42-yarder, I'm like, who's that? Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's left-footed. Everybody oh, he's got a that. cast on his hand. I'm like, he's already hurt. Yeah, everybody thought that. Like, what is going on? Yeah, when they got – I thought maybe the Darius Snow uh, fumble would jumpstart the team, but – no, nah, they they stalled in the red zone. They looked like Michigan. They stalled in the red zone three times, did not come away with any scores, and that's why you lost the game. Oh, absolutely, and that score wasn't as close as what it was. I mean, when they got down to eight again after scoring a two-point conversion, I'm like, I don't even want, I don't know if I want to see it. I, I always talk on this podcast about getting a loss and facing adversity. Obviously, that was a very bad time to get that loss. And what bothered me so much about last night, it's it's not only on the heels of a state loss, which we'll get to a little later, but it's when Joey Galloway is adamant that Michigan is in front. And, and Reese Davis and, and Pollock are looking at him like, you're crazy. They just played you know what? two weeks ago. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. You want to know why? Because Be- it makes their win over Michigan no, no, look no. better? Because Joey Galloway and Kirk Herbstreet, the two Buckeyes, Old school thinking. It's Ohio State, it's Michigan, and it's everybody else. You don't give anybody else credit. You only give Michigan credit. You only give the Buckeyes credit. Everybody else in the conference is looked at as small potatoes. And you saw Joey was like, well, it doesn't matter that they play. And it's like, Pollock is like, yes, it sir. actually does matter that they play. No, because if you look at the eye test, and the eye, and Herb Street says, well, you know, I, I know that I know that Michigan State won. But, you know, at one point, Michigan was up 30 to 14. And, and I'm thinking, 
That may be the most irrelevant point that Herbstreit has ever made in his life. Well, because he followed that up by saying Michigan did make the comeback. He forgot the state part. Right. And and they just got jumbled over their words. And in, at the end of the day, I mean, yes, that, that does not matter because there are still three games to be played. But I was bothered by two things in particular. And one was when they showed the schedules, right? Mm-hmm. Good win for Michigan is against Wisconsin, who is now, what, 5-3, and three, and they're, I think, 18 or 20 in the college football playoff rankings. That's a good win. But even though when they beat them, they were 1-3, and three, but it seems like the committee is now going to penalize Michigan State for losing Purdue, who is now 19. And that's what Pollock and Reese Davis kept saying. <laughs> no. But they are ranked, and they were like, well, but they weren't. Evan, and I get it. Let's take it another step. The committee is punishing Michigan State because they're Michigan State. Well, the committee's punishing Michigan State because, like it or not, in college football, what you did 20, 30 years ago still matters. It's why right here, right now, you and I could do the top 10 teams of next year's college football season. We may not get the order correct. Oh, but we'll have nine out of the 10. But we'll have nine out of the 10 teams already in there. At some point, you know that Notre Dame's going to be put in there. Somebody's going to stick Oklahoma. Somebody's going to put Texas. It's the same teams that start at the top every year, and then they play it out, and then you find out that five – I mean, look at the the initial college football top ten rankings and look at the teams in there now. Totally different. Oh, absolutely. But every year, college football uplifts the programs that are the brand names, and, and they start there. And that goes exactly in line with the other thing that bothered me because it is coming down to old heads making these choices, right? When they brought on my man, you probably know his name, uh, the the skinny-looking guy that spoke on behalf of the committee. What's his name? Alberta. Okay, so this guy comes on. They ask him, first question, it's not about one through four. It's about Michigan, Michigan State, because that's what they're sitting there debating. He's like, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, we thought they were the better team, and this is something that we really debated hard about. You know, we talked about it for a half hour. It could even, maybe even better, 45 minutes. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is all just coming down to you guys sitting over some subs and some drinks and saying, well, you know what? I don't think so. They're For, bottles of Metamucil. And them yeah. talking about a half hour being a long time when you're talking about the biggest money maker that your sport is going to make, not named March Madness, you guys are, are concerned because it took a half hour out of your day? A half hour. Dude. I was so caught up on the fact that he was like, oh, my God, like like a jury debated. But you guys took a half hour. I mean, I'm more disappointed in him because I think he's either the athletic director or president of Iowa. So what what you saw was the big program bias. And it, it wasn't even the fact that they debated that for a half hour. It, what got me was when he said, well, yeah, even last week we debated this. And it was just like, how was there a debate last week? They, they actually played the game. Well, because and, Jim Harbaugh called the office and they're like, no, no, no. did you see that overturn call? You know what, Evan? You're making fun of that, but I actually got to give Jim Harbaugh the, the Bond villain slow clap. Oh, he threw it out there. I, I, I think day. that Harbaugh was playing chess and we were all playing checkers. He kept throwing it out there. He kept throwing it out there and he kept throwing it out there at his press conference. People say, well, he has to answer questions at his press conference. No, he doesn't. Ask him if Blake Corm's going to play this week. He ain't answering that question. Ask him about something going on. Hey, is your defense going to – I'm not answering that this question. This is a guy that, one, that won't release a, a depth chart right. because he doesn't want to give he you went anything. De- and you know what he did? Jim Harbaugh reinforced a stereotype basically 
the refs cheated us out the game. Had the refs not cheated us out the game, we would have beaten Michigan State. That was a dog whistle to a bunch of people on that committee. You know what, Jim? You might be right. If you overturn that play and put it back to that touchdown, you win the game 39-37. So, therefore, you're the better team. It worked. for, And you know what? It worked for about six more days. Now, you know, he was like, you know, we have them that for now for this week. I got a feeling that it's going to change next week. And, and kind of like for Michigan, you don't win your game against Penn State, it's going to be like Michigan State. They were ranked three. They lost. They fell. There'll be a new storyline coming up next week. It's going to be interesting because, you know, you, you still got to wait for both teams to play Ohio State. And that's what I'm almost wondering, that that six and seven right now, because of who they are being Michigan and Michigan State and who is in front of them, that I thought that they, at the end of the day, they were like, and I'm not I'm not trying to kill anything here, but they're like, these two teams are irrelevant because they're both going to play themselves out. I wonder if that's what goes into it. And they're like, listen, we're splitting hairs when it comes they're, down to who's six or who's seven. What they're Yeah, what they're trying to do is basically say, we need we need you guys to all be ranked because we need Ohio State to have quality victories to keep him in there because Ohio State's going to play both those teams. Yep. Plus, I mean, every team that could possibly go to the Big Ten championship game from the West is ranked. Purdue went from nobodies. To 19. To 19. Last week, Minnesota went from nobodies to they were highly ranked. They were 20th. And then they lost and they were forgotten about. So they're setting this thing up so that whoever plays – in the Big Ten West, in the champion represents the Big Ten West, it's going to have a little number next to their name. So, yeah, if all of a sudden Northwestern goes on a hot streak, uh, guys, you know, Northwestern's pretty good. They may need to be ranked 15th in the nation. It's set up. In the end, I mean, honestly, it would be funny if, if it was everybody just kind of knocked each other out. Now, well, if you're Oklahoma, aren't you pissed? Like, dude, we're 8-0. No, we've done everything that we've needed to do. Here's the only person. Style points don't matter. Oklahoma or is do eight, they? Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma is. We probably would be talking about this if it wasn't for what happened with Michigan State. Because Oklahoma is like, yeah, you guys didn't play. We don't respect you. You just stand right there. We're not inviting you to the big table yet. We don't respect any of your wins. We feel like you got lucky the entire time. It, and it's just one of those Problem. The problem I have is: are these words that you're saying? We feel right. It shouldn't Evan, be. It's ba- a beauty contest. It totally is. It's a, and, and until people realize this is exactly what it is. It's not, because they came out and, and and the reason why there's this debate. They came out last week and said head to head matters. We're going to make sure if you play the other team, it matters. And in this, and I thought that this committee was going to be different than any other committee because that's why Oregon's no, it, ahead of Ohio State, but right? Now, right, and it's why Cincinnati's ahead of Notre Dame. It's but now the double talk kicks in. This is no different than when Jeff Long was out there babbling when he was the representative. And <laughs> every week, it's the goalpost being moved. Well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, what about that? And it was like, okay, but you said last week this. I know, but that was so last week. What about this week? We're all about strength of schedule. Did we say strength of schedule? We mean uh, who you played, uh, your body of work, your resume, your star player. It's like you move it around because you're manipulating. And I think that's the key word. You're manipulating the system so that you can get the teams that you feel 
will best represent college football. The only problem with that, there's two ways of thinking when you're doing a poll. Mike and I do our college football, I mean, our Big Ten uh, rankings every week. I base it off of what you did this week. Yeah. Mike bases it off of who he thinks is going to win the Big Ten. So he'll put people up higher or lower because he's like, yeah, but they still got to play these teams. I'm like, I'm not worried about that. I'm not going to punish them for something that hasn't happened yet. I'm going to reward them for stuff that they've done. They don't think that way. They're trying to get four teams in there that I get. They're, they've already got four teams that they want. And they're wondering how do they get there. And they're trying to make the easiest path for those teams to get there and, and, and to be one of the four. Now, if you're Cincinnati, you may feel good about yourself because in all the chaos – you just kind of moved up a spot, and nobody oh, noticed it. Yeah, and it, one of those team loses, you're moving up. You should move up again. You moved up to five. It's going to be hard to drop you back down if you don't lose a game. Why does Cincinnati drop? Now, I promise you, it will happen, and they will come up with some new garbage bull crap of, well, we looked at their schedule and blah, 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 and it's like, guys, just some consistency, okay? Well, and they they went out and they scheduled the big boy. I mean, they scheduled your 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 princess in Notre Dame. They, like, they, they did went Notre Dame. The they did Indiana. They they went out and played three tough road games. Now they didn't know that in the end, yeah, it's you not know. your fault that Michael Penix is going to fall apart. In Indiana, the team that you thought was a top ten team to start the year, is no longer that team. And I just wonder. Okay, so we're in twenty twenty one. We're in a day and age. Or you, Rico Beard, can go into a car driven by Jeff Rieger that will drive itself. We have figured this out, Mm -hmm. right? We have figured out how to put William Shatner into space. In real life. In real life. But we are still so archaic that, okay, I get it. You don't want the AP outcome it because then you have biased media members, right? So you want to get take that out. You can't really do the coaches because then you have biased coaches, right? So you have to take that out. So now we're going to put in independent people that are not independent because they still have skin in the game at the end of the day. Why is there not a computer formula that can figure this out? Because you know why? People ask that, Evan. Who programs the formula? Well, then you got to hire. No, no, no. I'm just saying. People We'll put the input the formula. Okay, what should we weigh higher than this? And somebody's gonna say, well, you know what? Make sure you add that in there. So put this back door. So you're saying it's gonna be like the old NBA jam, how the creator hated the Chicago Bulls and made sure that if you played the Pistons against the Bulls, the Bulls were gonna lose that game no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> People, can we get somebody good in okay, this? World? Because here's the thing. If if you wanna do this, the closest that we have is the NCAA tournament. It's the closest. Just but let it. You know what? I'm going to let you guys just figure this thing out. But then we people are saying that's super flawed because it's only one game. And I and I completely disagree with that. I think yep. the NCAA tournament is perfect. And, no, and that's what I'm saying. You know what? You better bring it that night because if you lose, I don't care that you're Duke. Yeah, see ya. You lost. By the way, I fell asleep. Who did win that game? Duke. Duke. Yeah. Okay. Duke won. Man, so. that Coach K tour. It's on full effect. I mean, oh, yeah. he's getting the halftime love of the game before. I'm sorry, I, I digress. But it, you're 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 so right, and it just bothers me because the fact Evan, that I just heard college football will always be about the big teams. It's it's like I said, next year, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Think about it. Clemson was there. 
So Clemson will probably be back in the top ten next year. So this is a scenario that I'm I'm working up in my crazy mind last night of, of just wondering. Right, Michigan State wins out. They go beat Maryland. They go beat Ohio State, and they beat Penn State. Right, these are their final three games. They're going to finish eleven and one. Phenomenal year, and they are going to the Big Ten title game. Right, Michigan. They beat Penn State. They beat is it Maryland? Do they play them too? Yep. Yeah, I they play so. the same three teams. And then Ohio State. They went out 11 and 1, phenomenal season. They are not going to the Big Ten title game. Michigan State goes to the Big Ten title game, loses on a field goal. Are they putting Michigan over Michigan State into the playoff? Yes. I agree with that. You've seen this before. I agree with that. You saw this in 99. And is that right? No, but it's right because Michigan State is looked at as a lesser than school that nobody gives a flying F about. So let me take it out. It's Penn State. Is it right? No, but would it's, they go over Penn State? Because Penn State's a brand. It's, no, it's happened before. Okay, Penn State actually won the Big Ten championship game, and Ohio State went. Penn State beat Ohio State that well, year. That was the year that Ohio State had. So this is the same scenario, right? Then. The committee wants certain teams, and for those who like, oh, you're just conspiracy. It's not conspiracy when it's a fact. It's not a conspiracy when you can use your little cell phone and use the Google. And you can see the results that they've put teams in over other teams because they, well, we just feel that this team was better. Even though the team beat the team, Penn State got screwed that year. Yeah. So follow up to that. Um, if you're Mel Tucker, who, let's be honest, 11-1, and one, he's, he could go coach any job in America that has an opening. Would that propel that guy to leave? Or is that the kind of guy that's going to have that fire lit under his ass that he ain't ever going anywhere? Do you nah, see what I'm saying? Right. Like, or is it almost a saving effect where I did everything I could do to get to where see, I, I need? I, I think if it was one of those kind of like Luke Fickle where every year you screw me over, I'm tired. Now, Fickle gets to go into Big 12, so he now gets some backing. One year, I, I don't think it's enough to make okay. him say, okay, I'm done. Now, if this happened for three, four years, it's like, guys, I can't win at this game. I can't win at this school. I got to move on. I don't see that happening after one year. I think after one year, you can say, my God, this is my second year here, and I was able to do that. Okay, let me get back in the lab. Right. I I now see how you guys play. I now see what you're trying to do, and I see how you manipulate the system. But, yes, to answer your question, it happened in 99. It happened again when uh, Kirk Cousins and those guys, I think in 2011, when Cousins lost on – to, to to Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. That's right. And they ended up going to play in the Citrus Bowl, and Michigan got to go play in the Sugar Bowl. And that's when Spartan tears. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Tastes yeah. like sugar. They had, they beat Michigan, but and they they punished Michigan State for getting to the game and losing. They rewarded Michigan for sitting on their couch and they went. Why, guys? You can get angry all you want. It's the nature of college football. They will always protect the big brands. They want the big brands to always do well until the big brands fall on their face and they can't justify it. It's why Texas stayed in the top 25 poll, even though they kept losing. I know. It's why Clemson was a top 25 team, even though they were dog crap, until they finally said, okay, we can't even justify putting them in there anymore. Yeah, we got. I get they have a good defense, but they can't score a point. It's why it took Michigan State going on the road and beating Miami before they finally got ranked. I know. Well, you beat Northwestern, so nobody cares. You beat Young, nobody cares. 
Ah, you beat Miami. Okay, well, how about we rank you 23rd? Is that happy? And then they just kept winning, and it was like, oh, God, they keep winning. College football wants the teams that they want in. And if they could, if they were – I mean, honestly, I would love for them just to say, you know what, we're going to open this up, and you can see our debates. But it's not. It's closed doors. So you can actually – Talk about all your biases and stereotypes and not look like you're a bad person. And that's what I'm wondering. But when they show that shot sitting in some hotel around that big U-shaped table and it's got the nice cloth on it, I just imagine them bringing in sandwiches. How's your family doing? Here's here's the other thing. and The Big Ten and college football make enough money. This is a simple solution. You don't have to have your computers. You don't have to. Evan, you know what you do? You hire 13 people, and this is your job. You don't have another job. But that's it's like I'm referees. Saying. If you want to fix – for everybody who complains about referees, and every team complains during a game. Absolutely. You hire your own officials. Guess what? Evan, you're no longer an accountant Monday through Friday. You're a referee seven days a week. Yeah, here, here's 85 grand. This is what you do. Yeah, you know what? I could pay you more than that. Yeah, well, whatever it might be. And then you film it so you have full transparency. Okay. No, no, not only that. You, if you're a referee, you're watching your tape. You're learning from your mistakes on Monday. It's, it's, it's just like a training camp. It's, it's just like a team. You go through reps. You go through practices so that come the next time, you can make the call better. If you did this... They have enough money. They could pay these guys three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a no, year. And you're right. And they should be every listen. If and, this, and I say the same. You hire guys and says, okay, you know what? We're gonna pay you a half million dollars. You're the committee. You're gonna watch every game. And that's what I was gonna say. I don't care if it, if it's Maxion on a Tuesday night. You 13 dudes are sitting in this room, and you're going to watch it. And you're going to say, why? That doesn't matter. Well, guess what? It might, because Eastern may have played somebody that yeah. down the road you're going to have to go back to and say, you know what? We did watch that game. Let me go back, look at my notes. Let me go compare to whatever the metric is that I'm looking for. Yeah. You're right. It it should be the college football command center. Because here's the thing. Saturday, every game is on TV. So if four people are sitting here watching these four games like a hawk. Right. And you could all watch them together. You could you could build a thing in your house. You have to watch games because this is your job, and it's almost because here's yes, the, and it, quiz them and test them every week. Did you see this? 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 It's like the Jamarcus Russell. I gave him a tape. Did he watch it? No, we know he didn't because it was blank, and he came back talking coverages. Mm-hmm. Quiz them. You're right. If you get paid enough, people get paid far more to do far less. I see it every day. So. <laughs> If you really want to fix this, yeah, full-time refs. You're right. Full-time committee members that you got to watch the games. You got to come up with stuff. You got to come up with breakdowns. You're, you're doing all this stuff. It's not your second job that you're volunteering for because you know what? Your second job, you treat like a second job. This ain't my real job, so I'm tired. I'm bored. Evan, I want to go home. If so I lose this job, so what? I got Here's another. the thing. If I give you this ranking, can we just go home? Because I don't want to be here anymore. It does seem like a jury deliberation. Yeah. That when I, I, I'll never get over the fact that he said we talked about it for a half hour. Half hour flies by. We do this podcast every yeah, week you for know longer what? than a half hour, we, and it's never enough time to me. I think we've already talked for a half hour. We have. So that lets you know how much time they put in. And it's just two of us. But It's 13 of them. And that's what I'm saying. It, 
are there five people that are just like, do we put in our vote? You two decide it. Right. Is it coming down to two people? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm wondering. It probably does. And, and you know what? Let's just raise hands and see what happens. College football, it's always been about perception. So, College football's always been about what you did 30 years ago and who played for God, you. That's you know, why, you know what? That's why if you're Mel Tucker, the biggest thing that you can do is get Kenneth Walker to win the Heisman. Because now that's that's big boy territory. That's okay. You've you've done something you've never done at this school before. Maybe you start taking Michigan State a little seriously. Also, I would like to say that I think they need to start these rankings early on in the year. I would just love to see how they valued Michigan State's win over Indiana. Do you know what I'm saying? We didn't get to see that. Michigan beat Indiana, but let's be honest. Indiana was out there. I was taking snaps at quarterback. And so when that kid dropped back, he was screwed. And then you made him run, and he was screwed again because he was going to get pounded. But no, but that's just it. For Michigan, oh, you went out and you manhandled Indiana for Michigan State. Well, you didn't. It's a different but they really didn't, though. It's a different team. Offensively, different team. Defensively, you 29 points defensively 47 was out there dry humping uh, Kate, like the same way he was dry humping Peyton Thorne. And, I mean, th- th- I just. Evan, it, 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 it does boil down to, once again, it is the perception. And I think that if you really want to do this, you hire 13 people. And there is no AP poll. There is no coaches poll. The rankings won't come out to me. It would come probably week six because now you know. Because in week six, nobody would have put Clemson in the top 25. Clemson started off the year at number two. And I think that's a big problem, too. It's starting off so early, and you're judging people based off of what they did last year. I mean, think about Are it. those kids coming back? Who they're getting? They, they ranked Michigan State dead last in the Big Ten East. Dead right. last. They were supposed to be dead last. They were only supposed to win three games. And Georgia's probably the best team. You know Georgia's still getting juice because, well, we held Clemson to no touchdown. Like, Clemson stinks. Clemson is god-awful. That's like saying Michigan State should get a lot of credit for the Northwestern win because they were just but, in the Big Ten but here title comes, game. Here's, here's more bias. If Clemson was undefeated, Clemson would have been in the top four. Wake Forest was undefeated. They were not in the top four. Wake Forest loses, and they drop. Big time. To- if Clemson would have lost in a close game, the way that Wake Forest lost to North Carolina, Clemson would have probably went from maybe two to four or two to five. No, they would they would have talked about how he lost to an NFL quarterback and Sam Howell, and it was his coming right. out party. And obviously so, Howell didn't have the tools that he needed so this yeah, year. So, that, so let me just take the Michigan-Michigan State bias out of there because, you know, God knows we both like Michigan State. So let's take that out. You want to see what the committee bias is? Look at what happened to Wake Forest. If Clemson were undefeated last week, Clemson would have probably wow. be the number two team. You're right, but in, imagine if Bama did everything that Oklahoma did where they started off bad, and guess what they chose to do? They changed their quarterback to get themselves better. Alabama, we hear Nick Saban is the greatest thing that's ever put on pants in the history of the mm-hmm. world because he tra- changed quarterbacks in the second half of the national title game. This guy had the... Everybody was saying Spencer Rattler was going to be the first player taken in the NFL draft. If that draft was taken before the college football season started, it was Spencer Rattler going 1-1, yeah, right? Yeah. And this guy is no longer the, the starting QB there. <clears throat> they got a freshman, and they're 8-0. They didn't play. I get it. 
but you still have one loss teams in front of them. Yeah. So the committee is just screwed up. And and I want you to be able to finish saying anything you want. I know you're going to have four hours later today to talk about it too, but I do want to talk hoops just a little bit. No, let's talk hoops. Right? All right. I mean, because this, this oh, it's going to be a roundabout. Here's the thing: dude. people are like, "Oh, you're upset." Okay, here if if you're a Michigan State fan and. You got Michigan fans all in your ear yucking it up. Dude, go buy a T-shirt saying, well, the committee thinks we're better than you. Because bottom line, Mel Tucker's 2-0. and Yeah, and the scoreboard thinks that they're better than you. And the Paul Bunyan Trophy has resided in East Lansing for 376 days. Dude, he just got counting. a new sleep mattress, okay? Right. Just set it up at, He's, at East Lansing. Paul Bunyan Trophy will remain in East Lansing for at least... Going on 700 days. Before I heard they he was hanging again. out at Rick's last night, as right. a matter of fact. So before they, oh, uh, Tucker's 2 0. The trophy's there. You don't get t shirts because this week you're ranked six and Michigan State's ranked seven. Yeah, I wouldn't be passed. Because I wouldn't put it past. I had to be honest with you. I don't think they beat Penn State. Spoiler alert. I don't think they beat Penn State. Yeah, that spread's moved. Question for you. Would you be curious to doing a little half-hour deal tomorrow where we can talk about the upcoming games? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, we'll do another one tomorrow because I think that this this kind of threw us for a loop. Okay. But let's let's just take let's a couple quick basketball. minutes about basketball. So right. they play Kansas, right? Yeah. Um, it was what we've seen years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very competitive early on. I was very, very encouraged by A.J. Hogard. Listen, I don't know if he's going to knock down those shots the rest of the year, but the fact that he had the confidence to take them this year was huge. Mm-hmm. He has no problem taking it to the rack, and he's finishing this year, where I thought last year he was a little uh, loose with it. Um, I thought Tyson Walker, big stage, learned from it. He looked a little overwhelmed. He and just, like a freshman. Uh, yes, lackluster passing, stuff like that. I, I loved it in the first half. Izzo was getting on his ass. He comes up, puts both hands on his shoulders, talked. I got it. I got it. I got it. He's he's trying to control that. I bet that was the first time he's really had Izzo getting to him like that. Mm-hmm. Bingham, wow. Right? You talked about it for a while. And then, I mean, they're going to be fine. Marble in, improved right. big-time confidence. But my man, Joey... I know you're going to be a scapegoat. Why you hate the white this. guy, man? Why you hate the white guy? Because I love the white guy. I've always <laughs> loved the white guy on the, on the basketball team. And, and sometimes I feel like he just gets in his own Here's head the and then spirals out for of Michigan, control. But I'm not freaking State, out. Man, for Michigan State, AJ and Marble were the only ones who came in there and played like alpha players, who played like dominant players. Bingham... Same thing. And and you saw Kansas like, dude, if you want to sit and shoot three-pointers, fine. We're not going to guard you. You're more dangerous down low, but you don't like playing down low. So we're not going to force you to play down low. Go ahead and jack those threes. You can have them all day long. And they did. He was uncovered. And until he makes them, that's going to be all year. This team is still missing that that dominant player. And it, it looked like it was A.J. I mean, I, I think that uh, Tyson – uh, Walker is is more. He's still trying to get his feet wet. Same with Max Christie. Like, and, and they don't realize okay how good they are and how those two are needed to dominate the game. Christie was out there, and it was funny because a buddy of mine was like, you know, how come Izzo doesn't have Max Christie out? And the whole time I'm laughing, and then finally I was like, number five's been in the game the entire time you've been sitting here. He's just floating around, not doing anything. He was like, 
oh my God, he has been in there. Like he's yelling, Izzo needs to put him back in the game. Like he's in the game right now. Yeah, you, it was it was like a feeler out almost. What you saw was a team that wasn't ranked, and they looked like a team that shouldn't be ranked right now. I agree. They, they still turn the ball over way too much. That's a program thing. Well, that's a that's a Izzo and his assistant coaches have to value the ball because Michigan State year in and year out turns the ball over way too many times, and you're not good enough to give the other team 15 extra possessions. Well, and I figured it out last night because I, I thought I thought the announcers were very good last night. I thought they were very good. And, and Billis actually made the, the comment about the turnovers, and this is something that's been happening for years. And it's 100% on Tom Izzo and his coaching staff to his own fault because of the way that Tom likes to play. Fast, 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 no, no, fast, no, but fast. You, you can play fast and in control. I mean, but it's to your point. He doesn't have the players that can be in control. Right. If if you get a, a, a charging like AJ goes, Cassius, there was tons a, of turnovers. AJ goes to the basket and gets a charging call. Okay, that's a 50-50 call, but that's aggressiveness. Yeah. Okay. You're going up for the rebound and I'm battling you, and the ball goes off of my hands and out of bounds. I can live with those. That's aggressive. Bad passes. That's not aggressive. Lazy passes. That's not aggressive. You saw that out of Walker last night. Right. He won't do that. It's, it's those turnovers that, you know, I throw the ball to you, and I'm thinking you're going to be there, and you move as I throw it, and it just sails out of bounds. Those are the things Michigan State's not that good this year to get that. Right now, they still look like a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team. Yep, right. I don't, now, what you also saw last night was maybe this is why you shouldn't have rankings again. Ohio State barely Barely beats uh, who did they play? Akron. Akron. I mean, they're running out on the court, and I'm watching the game. Like, guys, don't celebrate. That's Akron. Okay. Oh, they just won the national title. Right. That celebration. Right. They started but. celebrating. I think the coaches was like, "No, we don't do that." But for you know what? Akron. Hey, celebrate because if that uh, loss Indiana, happens, oof. Eastern Michigan pulled within two against Indiana last night. Oof. Oh yeah, at Indiana. Oof. So. It's going to be interesting to see. Michigan plays Buffalo. They're going to raise the banner. I still think it's going to be Penn State. I mean, not Penn State. Purdue and Michigan are going to be the two best teams in the Big Ten. Absolutely. Did You know what else I liked? That Gabe Brown didn't move that pivot foot and travel. And yeah. I didn't see a lot of moving screens, did, which was promising to me because State had, the, in the past, so many moving screens. For Michigan State, you're going to need Walker and you're going to need Christie to basically play the way you saw A.J. and Marble play. Just aggressiveness, assertiveness. Those two went out there and they said, hey, we're, we're going to maximize our minutes. Well, everybody else is still standing around waiting for somebody else to do it. Yeah, Marble. And that's the problem. Marble was very good. Bingham was very good. I mean, those three guys played very, very well. I thought the rest were just – Gabe Brown tried. He had early fouls. But you, Gabe is Gabe, man. You see, but you, 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 can't, you just need a dick on this team. Somebody who No, just you do. Said, you know what? And it might it, be Hogard. Because as much as people made fun of him, like you need a guy like Nick Ward yes. who just said, screw you guys, I'm going to score. If nobody else wants to score, I don't care if we lose. I'm getting my 20 and 10. And I'm going to hop step and do that little bunny hop back. And You don't have that person right now who just is willing to go out there and get it done. That's the problem. That's And like I said, this team – they looked like the number twenty six team, and and Kansas looked like the number three team. So yeah, and I got to commend number thirty. I'll never be able to pronounce his name, but 
boy, that kid, you know, coming back for your senior year when you can go pro like that. I mean, it's he impressive. He was a difference maker, and, and, and Michigan State seniors were not. And also, so that number 24, I forget his name too, and I, I know I should have it, but they kept talking about Adams is his name, right? He was like the number 40 recruit in the nation. This dude looks like he's just jacked. And like, no, what? They're like, every time he's on the floor, he's doing something. I'm like, you just said he was like the number 40 recruit in the nation. Right. That kid looked very, very impressive. Um, but my question. <laughs> now, it is signing day in, in, in Michigan State's Trey Holloman. Yeah, okay. And, and I forgot, jeez, uh, uh, guy's name. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on him. But he's supposed to be They got a big man coming in, too, and they're both supposed to be signing today. So they'll become official. Um, was it Jackson Kohler? Yeah, Jackson Kohler. The white kid. Yeah. Yep, okay, I know. So you got a new white kid to hate on. No, because it looks like he he's a 6'10 kid that can actually step out, stretch the floor a little bit, and that, that seems to be his game. I watched him a little bit. I mean, high school videos are so tough. Um, my question for you, though, is about the basketball game. How many games does State play in basketball typically? 30, the regular season, give or take? Yeah, something like that. Over or under, 28. How many times are we going to see the body transformation of A.J. Hogard? Um, you're probably. Gonna I mean, see listen, it. impressive as all hell. And that you'll, picture where it, he's it, flexing. It, it'll, it'll be under. You'll probably see it maybe 10, 12 more times. <laughs> I know. They're going to have to show it. They're going to have to show it during the first Big Ten game. <laughs> they're probably going to show it during the Battle of Atlantis. Anytime that he does well, I think that they're going to show right. it too. So you're going to see that thing probably 10 to 12 times. I mean,. Holy and then, hell, the end, right? and then in the NCAA tournament, you'll see it again. Oh, my goodness. Because there's going to be teams like, oh, in case you guys didn't know, look at how he looked. And Wait, look is that breaking news? Did Rico Beard just guarantee Michigan State is going to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think they're they're, they're a tournament team, <laughs> I, my, my, I minus know. injury. <laughs> Last year, they were they, they got two point guards. Last year, they were struggling. They they This team has enough to probably get. 20 victories. I, yeah, I also I didn't mind Aikens out there. That kid's athletic. You once, need him out there. Once he gets confidence, too. Honestly, because you need somebody who could just be an alpha, and you, you got a bunch he of betas. He might be it, because right. he's you, a... You, uh, Gabe Brown, he, man, he's he's a Robin. He's not a Batman. And like Gabe, you, Gabe is what he is. He's going to go off right. some nights, and other nights he's just going to kind of float and take his, but, his yeah. shot. But at least he was sort of going to the rack, too. Unfortunately, I Michigan State still does not have a big man that commands somebody to actually guard you down low. If I was if I was an opposing coach, I would play Bingham the same way they do. Awesome. If he steps down low, we guard him. If he floats out there, you stay and you just stay. You almost play a four, you know, a box and one. You just stay in the middle and get the rebound. After um, we're done here, this is the last thing I'm going to ask you. Can you please call your friends on the basketball staff and ask them, Mr. Malik Hall, to just pump fake. Don't try to go and dunk on people like that. Pump fake. You'll get them in the air and go for the layup. You got a question for me. We'll be back <laughs> my, tomorrow. My question was the over-under oh, on the okay. A.J. Hogard. So. But okay. tomorrow we can actually talk about the games. According to Evan, we'll be back tomorrow. So we'll, we'll do this thing again, folks. Uh, for then, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Five Star Zone.